Welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. I'm Georgia. And I'm Arlene. Today, we're going to be talking about money and why it is especially important um, in your 20s. This quote really spoke with us, and I'm going to read it out to you guys. So, taking steps sooner than later to manage your financials will not only set you up for success later in life, it will help protect your hopes, dreams, and goals when life throws you a curveball. With this in mind, we'll be sharing five tips on how you can be more money conscious. And just a disclaimer to everyone, we are not experts, so please take everything with a grain of salt. This is just based on our personal experiences. Right, so let's just get right into it. So our first tip is to create a budget and adjust accordingly to your income. So this essentially means to start tracking your expenses and not just looking at your statement every month and crying. (laughs) Because that's definitely how I started. I would look at my statement and be like, oh, whoa, this is this is where my money's going. Okay, good to know. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of templates out there that you can find online using kind of like either Excel or Google Sheets to get Mm -hmm. started. I mean, I've been tracking my expenses since August of 2018 using Google Sheets. And I kind of have been doing it every month and it really helps me visualize where my money goes to. I don't follow a certain like percentage. I know there's a lot of people out there that have like a 50, 20, 30, 50 goes to Mm. savings, 20 and 30 um, and so on. But since my income is kind of differs from the months, like Mm -hmm. when I first started, I wasn't working and then I was working part time Mm. and now I'm working full time. So I don't really have a certain percentage. So I kind of just adjust accordingly to my income at that time. So I have a a rough idea of how much I want to be spending on like food, shopping, But I think the hardest part to it is actually sticking to it and being Mm -hmm. persistent because it's okay to like slip up a few months. But then once you start getting used to slipping up a few months and you kind of become a bit more flexible, then it the gray area becomes bigger. And then it's like, okay, I should actually start sticking to this and like being persistent. So, yeah. Definitely tracking my expenses has helped with my like mindset with money because I can actually see where it's going to. So yeah, that's a good start. What about you, Arlene? Do you have a budget? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So similar to Georgia, I use Google Sheets as well, but I haven't been starting. I mean, I haven't been tracking my expenses since 2018 or anything. Um, Literally just like a few days ago, I did one for November and I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm hoping to do it hopefully for the rest of my life but Mm -hmm. like what Georgia has said it has definitely allowed me to physically see like on a screen where my money is going it's hard when you look at your statement right every month because you don't really know how much is going to a certain thing Mm -hmm. like how much is going to gas how much is going to your personal items so having a spreadsheet is so important and so so helpful so that's what I've been loving with that I also don't track a certain percentage, but maybe in the future I can Mm -hmm. look into that. I think as we get like older and once we have a more steady income, then it'll be easier to kind of do that percentage thing. But I think because we have like different jobs, we have different streams of income. I mean, Mm -hmm. not like I have many different (laughs) passive ways of income, but you know, just not being 100% sure what our next paycheck is going to look like. It's harder Mm. to do the percentage thing. 
Oh, yeah, true. So, yeah, as we get older, hopefully. So, the second tip we have is choosing a partner and friend who share your money values. And I think this is really important for a lot of people our age because I think it's easy to get kind of caught up in the lifestyles that your friends are living and so, Mm. you know, being easily influenced by their decisions. For our friend group, we all split the bill evenly and it's worked for us. Mm-hmm. because it's very straight to the point and it doesn't give us like the doubts of who paid more who hasn't paid yet etc i think mm-hmm. a lot of people might look at it and be like oh but that's getting too caught into the numbers and everything right. but i think for us it's definitely eliminated any doubts and it's been working for us for as long as we've been friends yeah literally yeah it also exactly. have like re- like alleviate a lot of stress that could have happened exactly. knowing that like oh i paid way more last right. time yeah, yeah, yeah. or like oh i haven't paid yet and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. you know yeah start beef so exactly. this has been very a very civil way to <laughs> approach <laughs> splitting exactly. money that's true and if mm-hmm. the idea of you know one person taking care of the tab this time and right. another person next time works for your friend group then mm-hmm. all to you just find yeah. whatever works for you and stick yeah exactly this might not exactly work for you Mm -hmm. but this is an idea right for you guys if you want to approach it this way Mm -hmm. or do it some other way but yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and another good way to save money is to share your food so (laughs) so a lot of the time especially if you guys have like the same dietary restrictions Mm -hmm. it's so awesome like Georgia and I, for example, we're both pescatarian. So when we go out to eat with our friends, like oftentimes me and Georgia will choose some things on the menu that Mm -hmm. we all want to eat and then we'll share it together. So this allows you to not only try more foods, but also save money. Because if you were to get all of that stuff yourself, then that would be a lot of money. Yeah, this has really helped for us. So Mm -hmm. hopefully if you guys haven't tried this one out, try it out. (laughs) So in terms of partner and romantic relationships, I think a lot of the time the guy feels pressured to take on the bill. Um, But for me, like, I don't think that should be the case. Or sometimes if you're the one who's making more money, you might feel pressured to be the one who has to pay. But Mm -hmm. I think the most fair way is that either one person can take the bill next time Mm -hmm. and you pay it this time and then vice versa or split it directly there and then or just like eat... Like, let's say I'm getting something and my boyfriend's getting something, he'll pay for his and then Mm -hmm. I'll pay for mine. That has really helped with... And not adding like extra stress on oh you you paid so much last time and I paid so much this time Mm -hmm. and stuff like that at the end of the day if you're both okay with how you're splitting your bill then it's okay and it's gonna be fair and you're gonna be happy and not stressed out about money within a relationship because I think a lot of the times money can be a reason why you can get into a lot of fights in relationships but as long as you communicate with each other Mm -hmm. and know exactly how you're going to be splitting it and you're both satisfied with that then that's all that matters right good point Mm -hmm. okay next tip we have we're moving on to tip number three is to save and invest so I know most of us probably don't have the luxury of saving a huge amount each month, let alone invest in stocks, let's say. So the main takeaway is to have money when you can. And the sooner you start saving, whether it's in mutual funds, registered retirement saving plan, also known as RRSP, or tax-free savings account, TFSA, 
any of these will help you maximize the money that you have now for future things that you want to use it for. Mm -hmm. So a lot of you guys might be young and might not think about these things, but a lot of our friends are around this age right now, like 20s, and they're starting to save up, let's say, even $100 right. at the end of every month mm -hmm. and going to allocate it to these certain funds and accounts. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the year, you might see that it might have... I don't know about grow. doubled, right, but right. it will grow a certain percentage and it will add up eventually. Mm -hmm. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Taking advantage of that interest and the compound interest earlier mm -hmm. in your life is definitely an advantage, but probably a lot of you guys won't be able to kind of consider this until you start working full time, right. until you have your debts paid and graduating and everything. But it's just something to keep in mind that your money does grow over time if you put it in the right accounts. Yeah, definitely. And don't be discouraged if your stocks are going up or down as well. Right. At the end of the day, if you're choosing the right ones over time, it will grow. And yeah, so just don't feel pressured. Mm -hmm. For me, my mom always tells me not to look at it every day because I always get so stressed <laughs> when I see it turn red. I'm like, right. no, my money. Mm -hmm. But then, yeah, over time, it'll be okay. So right. just have faith in it. So personally for me, I've only invested in mutual funds so far. Oh, and also TFSA, but I don't really focus too much on that. I feel like for that one, it kind of just does its own thing. But with mutual funds, I pay a little bit more attention to. I'm adding more money constantly to it. And with my experience with it personally, it was a good way to start looking into stocks with because it's like low risk and I also talked to my bank advisor and she recommended me certain things to look out for starting young with investing. So if you guys want to start investing but don't want to take a huge leap into the stock market, I definitely recommend starting with mutual funds and talk to your bank advisor. I think for me, I was never really aware of the whole investing thing until mm -hmm. university. My parents don't really talk about investing like they don't they didn't teach me all this like obviously I learned all of this online and through friends <laughs> and everything but yeah so I wasn't really familiar until university even then I think for me like my priorities was to because I have student loans and so I guess mm -hmm. it would be a f more financial responsible move for me to kind of pay those off before putting money into somewhere where it could be better put somewhere else and so yeah. I guess for some people and it'll be more wise to not invest, but for others, it might be more wise to invest. So it really depends on your situation, too. But mm. yeah, now that I touched on like student loans, I guess I'll kind of segue into the next topic of government Sounds programs. Good. It is so important to take advantage of government and school programs and bursaries. I definitely did not know that there were bursaries out there for me until my roommate Megan actually told me about the bursaries that the government has because I never considered taking out loans because I always like I had money and it, money that I would save would go towards my tuition I didn't want to kind of go down taking out loans if I didn't need to but mm. learning about the government bursaries I was like oh wow let me just hop on that because <laughs> considering your situations and stuff Right. And as daunting as like, student loans can be, you might even be able to have part of your loan forgiven under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. And sometimes financial aid offices are willing to give you more money if you're on a student loan. And mm -hmm. so 
yeah, take advantage of them. It wasn't until second year that I realized that there are a lot of resources out there for students that not many people know about. At the beginning of the mm-hmm. year, a lot of the times the financial aid officers and the advisors will come to your classroom and tell you about the certain mm-hmm. resources, but it's so easy to just ignore them if you are not on a loan because it doesn't right. relate to you, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't until my roommate was like, oh, you should consider it because I just got like, I don't know. I'm making these numbers up, but I got I just got like two thousand, three thousand dollars for free for the year, and I'm like, yeah. oh wow, for free? Like you don't have to pay that back? Yeah, it was just yeah. really interesting. So definitely take advantage of your school's financial aid and any government mm-hmm. programs. But also on that note, when you're doing the application, and everything, and then they see your parents are more than capable of paying for your tuition, then it's possible they will also deny your. Low. right so that's also a thing and also mm-hmm. taking advantage of your school insurance yes <laughs> if you're not opting out and you're paying for the school insurance then it's really important that you take advantage of it otherwise it's just money mm-hmm. that you're paying that's part of your tuition or like part of the fees that you're just right. letting go mm-hmm. it wasn't until an advisor came in and was like the biggest regret that i have was not taking advantage of my school insurance i was like oh whoa yeah. why like it's not that big of a deal. But then I looked into <laughs> it and I was like, you get up to one free cleaning, up to mm-hmm. one free eye checkup. And right. so I like took advantage of that and was like, oh, I might as well just see what my eyesight is like because I honestly never got my eyes checked <laughs> growing up. So yeah, take advantage of all the opportunities. And as a student, there's a lot. You just have to know it and take action. For sure. It actually covers a lot more than what you think. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I had no idea that I could have a lot of my prescriptions covered, right. dental, what Georgia was saying, even eye care. So every other year I can get a free pair of glasses or a bunch of new contacts mm-hmm. for free. And oh, I've been living the life through <laughs> through my school insurance, which I have never thought I would right. have. So that's so awesome. So yeah, make sure you read over the website. There's a lot of things that you thought probably they didn't cover like physio mm, right, right, even right. getting dietitian advice right, um, yeah. all this other stuff oh massage therapy <laughs> like why not get yourself a massage you know school is stressful and it'll be covered or exactly. partially covered depending on where you go so yeah, yeah look at the website for sure mm-hmm. And I also just wanted to talk about student loans and the stigma around that because right. for me I would talk about student loans because I'm like, oh, how come my friend is getting all this free money? Like, let's Mm. sign up for this, right? And then my parents would be like, no, you can't go on student loans. People are going to think we're, like, poor. We can't afford school, you know? And that was shocking to me because, meanwhile, all my friends are getting all this free money (laughs) that I could be possibly possibly getting getting as well. But it's because of that stigma I grew up with, with, oh, student loans or, like, financial aid just means Mm -hmm. that you need money and you can't afford stuff that... I didn't get the opportunity to do so. So maybe I'll go against my parents and just sign up for all this stuff because it's yeah. free money. Yeah. So yeah, don't be afraid to break out of the stigma and apply for this stuff. And you don't need to advertise it to everyone too. Mm-hmm. You don't need True. to say, hey everyone, I'm on financial <laughs> aid. I want school insurance. Like, Just do it for yourself and it's a private thing. So right. don't worry about people discriminating you for taking out money and stuff because right. at the end of the day, it's only helping you mm-hmm. and not them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, my parents definitely weren't quote-unquote happy with me taking out student loans because they were more Mm. than willing to help me out 
Exactly. Yeah. But they didn't know about the government program. So when mm. I told them about it, they were like, oh, okay, sure. But, you know, they still had that idea like, you don't need it. You don't need it. Don't put yourself yeah, into exactly. debt. But I'm like, no, don't worry. I won't put myself into debt, but I will take that bursary. Yeah, I will so, take that yeah. free money. It's crazy that the government actually funds so many students, even mm-hmm. though we're always like, oh, F the government. They don't do anything for us. <laughs> true, you know, true, actually, exactly. they allocate so many. Right. Like, programs like this and Mm -hmm. all this money for students so take advantage of that you guys yes moving on to our next topic of determining your priorities i think this is Mm. the biggest tip out there because it's going to differ from person to person first is don't get carried away charging a lifestyle you can't afford so I before making a lot of the purchases I make there are so many questions that I have to ask (laughs) myself which in a way is really good but in a way is really bad so the first question Mm -hmm. is do I really need it I ask myself this every single time because do I really need that what's a good example bubble tea (laughs) do I really need that bubble tea for the second time this week do I really Mm. need that shirt when I already have a shirt like that at home when I have to think of those questions it really you know I have to look back and be like okay this purchase that I'm going to make is now going to be intentional like I actually thought about it but also Mm. I can go down a spiral of like overthinking because Mm. sometimes I'll spend so long debating a decision and whether or not I should make the purchase when in reality like I already wasted 30 minutes to an hour and there goes my time and energy so this goes with choosing restaurants too when you're so hungry and you want to just order food but you take so long to choose when yeah you are already an hour later and you're like oh I might as well just eat at home I do this so often like I'll add things to my cart and Mm -hmm. then I'll leave it and then I'll be like wait do I really need all these things But then at that point, I'd already spent like three, four hours putting things into my cart. So it's like you already put in the time and energy to think about wanting to buy this. So then at that point, Mm -hmm. I guess I just buy it. But Mm -hmm. it's important to know before you shop too what you actually want. Because I feel like we all go out to the store and we're like, oh, I just want this. And then you Mm -hmm. leave and you get more than what you actually need. Exactly. Yeah. Such a classic thing. Exactly. So yeah, the question is just, do I really need it? But also Mm -hmm. don't overthink it. So I think it's making those decisions on the spot really fast is a skill Mm -hmm. that we need to build over time. Yeah, and it's all about balance too, mm-hmm, I think. Yeah. Another thing that you can ask yourself is that, does it follow the dollar a day rule? <laughs> Find yes. things with a low cost of usage. Yeah, if I'll buy something that's $60, like a mm. pair of pants that's $60, am I right. going to wear it in $60? I'm going to wear it 60 times. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do this too. Yeah, oh my okay, gosh. good, good, all good, the good, time. Good, good. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's actually such a good way to think of it because for me, the gym, I pay $4 a week mm. and I ask myself, am I going to go to the gym four times right, right, this right. week? If so, that's so worth it because every time I'm dropping in, it's only a dollar. That's Yeah, that's literally me yeah. with like memberships too. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes classes are really expensive. It'll be like, 10 to $20 a class and I'm like, is this class really really worth $15 and if it's not then I won't go but yeah it really depends on the cost of usage each time Mm -hmm. yeah definitely such a good point and also another thing to add on to that is like with cars Mm, yes I'm gonna Uh. use the car example (laughs) 
So you have a nice (laughs) German car, BMW, you know, your classic Beamer. And then you have a Toyota, Mm -hmm. a Japanese car. Something that you can trust. You know that in the long run, it's going to last and you're not going to have to pay so much money towards Mm -hmm. fixing it every time it breaks. But with a BMW, it's a little little unknown. Yeah, it's expensive and it's a little unknown in the cost of... Oh, in a few years, yeah, is it going to break down on me? And if so, am I throwing away $60,000? That's really crazy. Because a typical, yeah, high price tag. And yeah, where I was going with this is that basically every time you go to fix an expensive car, Mm -hmm. it's going to cost a lot of money. Right. And also every year that an expensive car is used for, it goes down in mm, such the a depreciation huge, value. The, yes, the de- depreciation <laughs> percentage is crazy, you guys. So I'm just going to use an example. If you guys are looking into buying a car, mm-hmm. so let's say your car is pretty expensive. It's a Tesla, 60K. Oof. And next year it's going to be 50K. And then it's going to be 40K. And then it's going to be 30K. Mm-hmm. Whereas a Toyota was only 20000 dollars and every year it's only gonna go down a thousand dollars crazy right so think about that and don't feel pressured to buy a super expensive car because you know with society everyone idolizes people with expensive vehicles Mm -hmm. but in the long term if that's not something you can afford then don't go investing in it right Um, and same yeah and same with clothes i think a lot of times our peers are buying all these nice expensive clothes you know you got the gucci you got the Mm. dior you got all this like (laughs) fancy luxury luxury stuff but it's so expensive and is it gonna last you know like you could get something from maybe a more affordable sustainable place and it's going to last longer so think about that and thrifting is so important and swapping clothes with your friends, Mm -hmm. getting hand-me-downs from other people. Mm -hmm. You can get such great stuff from people around you and from thrift stores. Right. So that's such a good way to, like, save money as well. Right, right. But just a thing to note is that over-thrifting is a thing. Mm -hmm. You might be spending a lot of money thrifting when you Mm -hmm. don't need to. Like what Georgia was saying earlier, just ask yourself, do you really need this? Right, yeah, and over-thrifting is definitely a thing, especially, Mm -hmm. and it's also a really hot topic too because a lot of the times people will thrift when they don't need to be thrifting because they have, Mm. you know, it's a trendy thing to thrift, right? And so you thrifting more than you need to might be taking stuff away from someone who actually depends on thrifting. That's the only way that they can actually buy clothes. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's definitely a good point. And also, I just wanted to make a point that I'd rather save, you know, a larger sum of money versus Mm -hmm. how I'm, like, perceived to my peers or society. So, for Karks, for example, my dad Mm -hmm. has always just been, like, and my mom, too. She's always been, like, if it gets me from A to B, then it doesn't matter what car Mm -hmm. I'm in. And it doesn't matter what other people think of me. As long as exactly. I have that money at the end of the day, that's all that matters. So Yeah, it's, and it's only yeah. helping you. Exactly, yeah. Day. So mm-hmm. it really does come down to determining your priorities. So right. maybe you don't need the latest car or the latest iPhone every year. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe things from the Amazon finds <laughs> trend on TikTok. You know, do you yeah. really need it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah so it's it cool to, but do you really oh, need it exactly right? yeah it's cool yeah. but who cares other than yourself or other than yeah what you want to be perceived as 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another thing to keep in mind is that if you're trying to save money, it's really important to have a frugal mindset. Right. Spend like you're broke, and this is gonna really help you save money and live financially within or maybe even below your means, because that's gonna help you save money as well. Mm-hmm. Even though it's hard to do that, and I know coming from experience, you don't want to be that person that doesn't want to buy Starbucks because you know you just want to. Save your money, right, and everyone right. else is doing it. But honestly, you have to think about your priorities, and we're gonna g- get into it later about mm-hmm. remembering to live a little too. Yes, right. Yeah. So yeah, in addition to determining your priorities, you should know when to splurge and when not to. Free gaming versus getting drunk at the club. Mm-hmm. But you save a lot of money pre-gaming and it's also a different experience and it leads up to getting drunk at the club you know spending money at the bar can add up very fast especially with the marked up prices and everything so it's Definitely. it's important to know when you should be spending your money at the club versus pre-gaming and pre-gaming obviously is the more frugal route <laughs> and the more fun <laughs> route also yeah also honestly more fun right so another way to save is to sneak in snacks to the movie theater (laughs) come on guys we're all guilty of this don't act like you're gonna exactly you know at metro town y'all you're gonna be at superstore getting the chips getting the candy tim those are all downstairs all downstairs right before the movie theater you know you're gonna hit that up you're gonna get (laughs) your summer dollar drink only for a dollar instead of spending four dollars for the same pop literally at the movie theater so make sure you do it but do it smart you already know how to do it you yeah true yeah good good big backpack <laughs> up in this and then you enjoy at the movie theater why yes. not you know not? save like so much money exactly yeah and another way to save money would be to eat before the airport or any event where food is expensive mm. we i don't see anyone buying food on the plane unless you're actually really hungry. You you bring food yeah. onto the plane unless you're going exactly. to like Asia where they give you like three meals. Mm, right. But like for me, when I was going back and forth between Montreal, it was the snack that I looked forward to that was free. <laughs> like I was never looking at the menu. So mm-hmm. expensive. And any event yeah. where food is expensive. So maybe if you're going to a really bougie restaurant where mm-hmm. the like mashed potatoes are $30, but you know you're mm-hmm. not going to get full <laughs> from that. So maybe you sneak a little food before you leave the house. Yeah, so you don't have to spend on the mashed potatoes right yeah and you get full it's a good experience and another way is to make sure you invest in clothes that are going to last so you're not gonna buy all those trendy clothes Mm -hmm. you know that's what i did a lot in high school i would buy Mm -hmm. all this cheap stuff from forever 21 that would only last yeah for (laughs) honestly max a year that's really impressive if it does or it'll go out of style Mm -hmm. yeah and i wouldn't want to wear that graphic t-shirt that says you know (laughs) you look good or whatever those motivational quotes on those shirts you know you're never gonna wear that again so invest in those basic clothes Mm -hmm. and make sure they're good quality so it's gonna last forever right another way to know when to splurge and when not to is when you're buying from small businesses versus amazon and while this is a a whole episode on its own of you know why Mm -hmm. you shouldn't buy from amazon let's be real sometimes you just can't afford spending money on a small business and it's cheaper on amazon and while Mm -hmm. i think we're definitely shifting from amazon to small businesses 
mm-hmm. it's worth noting that we still do buy from Amazon, and that's not do, yeah. let's not act like we don't. But let's not beat around the bush let's here. Not beat around the bush. <laughs> But I think, yeah, it's definitely, I've definitely shifted from knowing when I should be spending and buying certain things from small businesses because, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes the quality is better. Sometimes you just want to support someone you're close to or, you know, the shipping and everything. You have no idea because those Amazon packages really come right the next day. (laughs) I know it's it's crazy. Very scary. Like, how is that happening? Who knows? Actually, no, we know, but. That's just, <laughs> just a whole other thing. That's just another episode. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, I was just going to say, some things you can't get from a small business. For right. example, appliances, right? Exactly. And so you've, you're going to default to Amazon, but there's probably other wholesale places that are going to have mm-hmm. carry these things that Canadian aren't going to... Best Buy? Yeah, we love it, you know. <laughs> but although it's the same... Okay, this is what's like confuses me, because it's like from the same brand. But it's at different prices, true is that what you're saying? no it's like it's like the same brand so technically you're supporting the same oh i see what you're thing. saying I but i guess you're saving from getting the shipping tra- the traveling yeah, yeah the shipping. that's the only thing that i see the difference between mm-hmm. because for example let's use like best buy versus mm-hmm. amazon i'm more likely to want to support best buy because mm-hmm. they're not as bad per se compared to right. amazon and mm-hmm. for example, the shipping, it seems like mm-hmm. it's worse on Amazon compared to if you were to go in store and buy it right. in person at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do see what you're saying because it is the same brand. And so right. it, you're still supporting that brand, but I think it's the shipping and the, the, the transportation cost that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Right, totally. So our last tip, and this one's a really important one, is to live a little and invest in yourself. You know, sometimes we get so focused on saving and planning for the future that we kind of forget to live a little and just kind of have a little YOLO moment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there was this quote that really stuck with me, that the financial foundation that you set in your 20s can dictate your relationship with money for the rest of your life. So have fun, but remember to think long-term and invest in your life too your future life too so an example for me would be when I moved away there were a lot of expenses that were coming at me left and right that I didn't think of of just the whole process of moving away from home and moving into a space and you wanting to decorate your space and just that whole process there was a lot of expenses so I had to kind of look at my spending and kind of reevaluate so I think having that frugal mindset that I had when I was in university really helped you know, develop the way I spend my money now. So that quote really stuck with me because it really did help being extremely frugal at one point and mm-hmm. kind of knowing the power of money. Definitely. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people criticize us millennials for mm-hmm. spending like $8 on a coffee and avocado toast when right. we probably could have made it ourselves. But <laughs> Georgia, and <laughs> Georgia and I started seeing it as like we're paying for the experience. You know, we're going mm-hmm. out with our friends. We're going to study with them. And this is going to add to our experience. Right. So try not to feel shamed for doing it and obviously do it at a moderated yeah, in Balance. moderation. Yeah, maybe not every day do this type of lifestyle because it's going to add up. 
and try just not to see it black and white. You can't eliminate the bad habits, cold turkey. Mm-hmm. You know, you're human, right? right and right, also, right. your parents, they're going to criticize you too because they're like, <laughs> you can just make this at home. So Why true. are you going out to eat all this stuff? But yeah, just remember what we say. It's about the experience. True, true. But also find the balance. And if you start yeah. using the excuse of everything's for the experience, then you start <laughs> to get caught up and you forget about your budget and everything. Yeah. yeah. Remember that Google sheet <laughs> you made? <laughs> Don't forget that exactly. one. So then kind of concluding in our plans for the future and where we hope to be with our spending money. Personally, I'd like to be more knowledgeable with the TFSA, you know, an RRSP once I start working full time. Mm-hmm speaking Mm -hmm. with a financial advisor, investing, Mm -hmm. um, maybe even saving for my own place. Just kidding. (laughs) That is probably not in hand's reach with the reality of living in Vancouver. As of now. As of now. now. True. (laughs) As of right now. It's something that, as a lot of our friends, we will probably just inherit from our parents, the properties that Mm -hmm. they own. But who knows? Thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom. Sharing with my brother, of course, but, you know. Mm-hmm. we'll see we'll see yeah, yeah that's you kind get of the basement just kidding <laughs> i call upstairs you get the basement. <laughs> yeah for me similar to georgia i hope to be more knowledgeable with investing my money and mm-hmm. yeah definitely learning more from researching and also talking to my financial advisor another thing is i want to be more consistent with my google sheets yes. i want to actually be accountable with what I'm spending and referring to it, not just neglecting it. Because I think right in the beginning when you make it, you're so excited, you're so Mm -hmm. motivated Mm -hmm. with your spreadsheet. But yeah, it's remembering to check in with it and Mm -hmm. reflecting on your expenses I think is going to be important for the long run. So wrapping up, I think it's really important to speak with a advisor. Money right now is still a very sensitive topic. It's pretty taboo, but Mm -hmm. I think it's important to talk about it more so it doesn't become even like more More taboo, taboo. if that makes sense. Yeah, seek advice and do your own research. Mm -hmm. Right, yes. My personal favorites are Personal Finance Canada on Reddit. Definitely has helped because a lot of the other media I consume are all American-based. So it's nice that that has a Canadian touch to it. And a lot of the YouTubers that I watch are American, but Stephen Graham, Asia Dang, Dave Ramsey, um, Millennial Money are all really interesting. You should check it out on YouTube. And a book that I'm currently reading is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which I feel is a really good intro to kind of like learning um, being financially literate really good book just a side note I was saying earlier like as Canadians it's important to know that a lot of these YouTubers and a lot of the big media out there are all American based so they talk about different things like a 401k Um, they have different expenses because they have to worry about things that we don't have to like health insurance so yeah that's just something to keep in mind okay guys so to conclude Again, we just want to throw the disclaimer out there that we are not experts by any means. These tips really worked for us, but it might not work for you. The tips we mentioned only really work if you're making enough money to live. And again, it's important to note that some people can barely cover their rent, let alone invest. So just keep that in mind. And fortunately, with Asian culture, we grew up with the idea that you should live at home until you can financially support yourself. So that has really helped us a lot to not feel ashamed of living 
at home. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And we do recognize and kind of accept our differences and privileges because, you know, it is a luxury to spend. And, you know, we all want to live that young, carefree life of spending, you know, and having nice clothes. But, you know, knowing you have bigger goals. So it's definitely finding the balance, I think, is a dilemma. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely thank my parents for their frugality because, you know, this is when for you can sure. be creative and be resourceful. And I also mm-hmm. thank them for hardcore judging my careless money habits when <laughs> I was younger. And so that taught me to definitely allocate my money wisely because you never know in case something bad happens, it's always good to have savings in case something bad happens like COVID. People lost yeah, their jobs, sure. so it's definitely important to be prepared for that rainy day. Yeah, that worst case scenario. Mm-hmm, exactly. For sure. So, yeah, these are just the tips we learned to save up for quote-unquote adult things. So, thanks so much for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.